chance to win it right here. Special for Carr. Off the bounce. Big time. That car will drive. Are you kidding me? This is Niederreiter holding on to it. And he scores. Nino Niederreiter wins the series for the Minnesota Wild. Fred Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter, near side to the 40, and John Sullivan runs him down at the 47-yard line. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. That strike three from Presley, and the Astros win it 3-1, to one, and they sweep the wild card series two games to none, holding the Twins' offense completely in check. With the sixth pick in the 2009 NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Johnny Flynn from Syracuse University. Heartbreaking losses, questionable wins, and unquestionable fandom. This is your source for Minnesota sports talk. This is Land of 10,000 Tears with your host, Brett Lindbergh. Hey everybody, my name is Brett Lindbergh and I am your host for Land of 10,000 Tears. We're getting back into it. It is Tuesday, April 13th. I hope you guys are having a great day. I've got a lot to talk about, including some gopher basketball, some Timberwolves news, my favorite segment, Minnesota Nice, talking twins and rounding it off with the Minnesota Wild. There's a lot to get into. This episode is brought to you by Ted's Pizza Palace, located at 306 East Menominee, Wisconsin. Try out their Euro plate. It's a Euro sandwich, comes with extra meat and french fries on the side, and then you can get a little bit creative and put those fries on top of it. Top it off with a nice cold beverage, Pepsi products, or an adult beverage. Whatever you choose, it's a good choice. Ted's Pizza Palace, taste the homemade difference. So currently, I'm watching the Minnesota Twins right now. It's 2-2, two to two, playing the Boston Red Sox. And basically, they just decided they were going to play afternoon games every single day now. So sorry if you guys can't watch the games. I luckily got to watch it today. But 2-2, two to two, it's snowing. And if that's not Minnesota, then I don't know what is. And the Twins have had a rough go of it over the last couple of games. Losing a few games, blowing some leads, you know, the typical Minnesota sports-related stuff. So let's get into it. So far, the Twins have lost four games this year, and three of them came in extra innings due to the runner on second base new rule. In that first game that they lost against Milwaukee, I thought that was going to be the worst loss of the year, and I honestly think that they already outdid themselves. They were playing Seattle, and it was the rubber match of that series, and they came out, got a six-run lead. It was awesome. And then the fifth inning came around, and that was the last time that they would get a base hit. So I don't know what the deal was there, but hey, score six runs, you can win a game scoring six runs. You can win a game scoring less than six runs. All you got to do is hold them to under six runs. And that's where the problem came in. So the Twins actually lose that game in the ninth inning. They blew it in the ninth. So they've literally held the lead in every single game going into the ninth inning and blown it. If they've lost, they've blown it, which is unbelievable. It's unfathomable. And Alex Colomay looks to be startled out there. And they keep putting him out there. And originally I was like, hey, he'll get out of it. You know, like he'll start getting into the swing of things. And honestly, it's like his stuff isn't as effective as it was last year. 
maybe it's because he's getting put in situations that he wasn't necessarily in last year I don't know maybe his pitches just aren't hitting or maybe he's not spotting up honestly I don't know it's not like he throws a blistering fastball his whole thing is I'm gonna throw a cutter I'm gonna throw a fastball and they both look the same up until about four feet away from the plate so sometimes that's tough as a hitter that's why Mariano Rivera was so successful as a pitcher is that cutter he could throw it at any time and you honestly might have even known it was coming and you still couldn't hit it and I'm not saying Alex Colome is Mariano Rivera far from it actually based on how he's been performing over the last couple of games but he is in a funk right now and he's probably the main reason why the twins have two or more losses right now and I know it's only a couple of losses it's something you know that you deal with in baseball. They play 162 games. You're going to lose 70, 80, you know, some teams will lose 90, maybe 100 games. It happens. But when you have a team that's been leading in literally every single game and not winning all of those games, that is where I get frustrated because they have hitters like Andrelton Simmons and Nelson Cruz and Byron Buxton, who literally is playing like he wants to win the MVP, were out there manufacturing runs. Luis Arias also somebody who's getting on base and doing the most up at the plate. Like Byron Buxton right now is batting 625 over the last four games. That's 10 of 16. He's got two homers, a couple of RBIs, but it hasn't been just the last four games. Like he's 13 of 27, five homers. Seven runs scored, nine RBIs. He is the one that is causing all of the damage for opposing teams. Like the Minnesota Twins are putting him at cleanup. They put him at leadoff today. Like they're sprinkling him in everywhere in the lineup, and it's proven to be effective. It's awesome, and he's hot. And he's up to bat right now, actually. So we're gonna tune in. It's a one-zero count. That's a grounder hit up the middle, slow hopper, and he's thrown out. So, yeah, I might have jinxed it saying that Buxton's been playing really well, but check the numbers. He is. He's playing the best out of any player on the Minnesota Twins. So back to the Twins blowing games. So they've had guys like Randy Dobnak pitching in the 10th inning. They've had Hansel Robles or Alex Colomay. And it's like, I swear, these guys can pitch outstanding if there's no pressure on the line but then when there is it's like oh man they might as well just walk the bases loaded because they're just gonna string together hit after hit after hit and bleed us to death that's what happened with Colome against the Mariners and the inning before that Hansel Robles came in he threw 11 pitches and had a 1-2-3 inning and then the Twins went to Colome and Colome obviously a little bit shaky why not just throw Robles at that point we were up by one, and that's the type of pressure situation that you need to be able to pitch in. You're an MLB guy. Like The Twins are not going to blow everybody out. And, I mean, they have the offense that they can, but, you know, it's 162 games. Like I said, you're not going to play your best every single day. I guess that can be applied to pitching as well, and I might need to just chill out. But that's what's on my mind, and, like, I just get stressed out about it because these are games where, you know, you're leading for seven, eight innings, and then you lose, and it's like, you don't get any credit for that at all as a ball club. It's like whatever ends up in the win and loss column, that's what matters. Yeah, I mean, you can look for moral victories like Byron Buxton playing really well, but if you're not winning at the end of the day, it's like, well, what's this even all about anyway? Like just draining. I mean, you can tell I'm just kind of defeated about a couple of losses, and it's like, can I just be an optimist? I mean, you know, it's been nine games and whatever. 
it's going to get better, but they're playing Boston right now. It's 2-2. They were supposed to play yesterday, actually, and the Twins just came out and said, hey, we're not going to play today, and it was mainly because of what happened with Dante Wright in Brooklyn Center, and I definitely understand that. It's really sad, and I don't, I'm not going to talk about it, but it's just really sad, and you obviously wish that that would have never happened, but it's pretty close to Target Field, close to the Target Center, so for the most part, the professional sports in the area just decided it was not a good idea to have fans moving about the city so they issued a curfew that was set to start at 7 p.m last night and the twins game was early but they still elected not to play which is probably the right thing to do so last night the wild didn't play the timberwolves didn't play and the twins didn't play so that's why there's games going on today the twins in action right now because they have a doubleheader tomorrow two seven inning games and then the Timberwolves are actually playing right now, and I'll get into that in a little bit. I haven't seen the Wild schedule that makeup game yet. I see they're supposed to play tomorrow, so maybe they just don't want to play back-to-back days, although at some point they will have to if you have a schedule makeup like that. So I'm going to shift gears now and just talk about Gopher basketball briefly because head coach Ben Johnson announced the other day that he received commitment from University of New Hampshire grad transfer guard Sean Sutherland. He is a six foot five shooting guard from Irondale, Minnesota. So that's exciting. Just going to talk about this briefly, but Ben Johnson setting the tone and going out trying to bring Minnesota talent back home, maybe because Richard Pitino wouldn't recruit any of these guys or Maybe they knew that Richard Pitino wasn't a very good coach, so they're like, now I want to play somewhere else. But Ben Johnson is a player's coach, so that's exciting. Get to bring in a experienced grad transfer player in Sean Sutherland. So look forward to hearing that name during Gopher basketball games in the upcoming season. To interrupt this portion of my show, but my friends with North Coast Craftsmen want to know how you're watching your next game. Are you pulling your favorite bottle off the shelf and relaxing for the afternoon or hosting guys night? However you take in your sports, make sure you join the North Coast and let them craft your next game day experience. These guys will build you an awesome bar for that man cave you've been talking to your wife about, hook you up with a summer grilling cooler for tailgating, or craft an awesome bottle opener or whiskey rack. They even do custom wood-burning logos for your favorite team. Be sure to check out their Facebook and YouTube to find out how you can join another winning team and become a North Coaster today. That's North Coast Craftsman, like it said. Check them out on Facebook and YouTube. Bars, whiskey racks, coolers, sounds good to me. Check it out. Oh, and uh, just so you know, Randy Dobnak just gave up the lead in the eighth inning, now three to two. You know, it's really interesting. Like, when is it? that the Twins are just going to not play well at the beginning of the game and then play well at the end. Because it's always like they play well in the beginning, play well in the middle innings. But now it's the eighth, and it's a 2-2 game. You don't really have much room for error, and that's when they seem to make their biggest mistakes. I don't know. I'm going to talk about the Timberwolves now, and there's some pretty big news regarding the team. Glenn Taylor agreed to sell the team and I think there have been negotiations that have been going on for a long time but really nothing was up to par for what Glenn Taylor wanted and apparently now it's different and I'm not really sure how I feel about this but 
Alex Rodriguez is a minority owner of the team. He was part of a camp that apparently put together a pretty appealing offer for Glenn Taylor. And I think Alex Rodriguez was trying to buy the Mets and it didn't go his way. And I think literally the next best thing is like, hey, buy the Minnesota Timberwolves because they're pretty bad. I'm sure their owner might want to sell, although for some reason he hadn't sold up until this point. I'm kind of hoping that A-Rod doesn't try to move them to Seattle, and I know that's something that Glenn Taylor said he would make sure wouldn't happen. It's like, I don't know if you can actually make sure that doesn't happen or not. But, yeah, um, new ownership. I guess I'm glad that Glenn Taylor's not the owner anymore, but what does Alex Rodriguez know about basketball, or what does his camp know? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe they're just using somebody as a good competitor to breathe some life into this team. No clue. Uh, Really have no idea. So let's get into the actual basketball team, though. So on Friday, the Wolves went up against the Boston Celtics, who are a decent team in the East. Not a competitor by any means, but a decent team. Make sure you mention that. They're not good enough to actually make a run at this. But, you know, neither are the Wolves, obviously. So this game was pretty awesome, and I'm going to fast forward all the way toward the end of regulation, essentially, and... The Wolves forced overtime. D'Angelo Russell hits a banked-in three, ties it, and sends it to overtime, which is pretty cool. 128-128. Boston had even made a comeback in that quarter and looked like they were going to blow this game out of the water, but the Wolves hung tight with them. But, I mean, after that, you know, the Wolves were like, hey, why are we trying to win this again? Because why are they trying to win? And then they said, hey, no, never mind. We don't want it. Boston, you can have it. So let's look at the stats here. Carl Anthony Towns, 30 points, 12 assists, 4 of 9 from 3. Pretty good. Anthony Edwards, 24 points, 7 of 12 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. You know, eh, decent night for him. Josh Kogi had 16 points. D'Angelo Russell was the star. He had 26 on 10 of 18 shooting. He had 8 assists, 3 of 9 from 3. They played pretty good, honestly, on offense, but never good on defense. And Boston put up 145 points and won this game. The Wolves shot okay from the field. They shot just under 50%. They shot their typical 36% from three. They shot 90% from the free throw line. Boston even turned the ball over more. So really, it just came down to rebounding, and Boston won that by eight rebounds. And so... Minnesota loses a heartbreaker, and I say heartbreaker with quotations. I'm not sure if you could tell in the sound of my voice or not, but yeah. I mean, we didn't want to win, but hey, they decided they were going to win some games later on. On Sunday, they went up against the Chicago Bulls with the newly acquired Nikola Vucevic. So that was the matchup you were going to look at was Carl Anthony Towns versus Vucevic because he is the type of player who can score but he's a facilitator he's a passer he's the type of guy that is exactly what the Chicago Bulls needed as they push to make the playoffs oh Miguel Sano is up to bat by the way bottom of the eighth three two hopefully the twins can potentially get a run here they're putting on just an absolutely disgusting shift on him will yep and he he hits right into it so that's interesting there's one out Of course, you know, the shift works. Analytics. Sorry, where was I anyway? Yeah, they went up against the Chicago Bulls, Nikola Vucevic, pretty good player. They have other guys, though. They have Zach Levine, one of my favorite players, and they also have Kobe White. You know, they have Lowry Markkinen. They have guys that can score. So how would the Wolves fare against the Chicago Bulls? 
Well, let's look at the recap. The Wolves actually led after the first quarter and at the half. They were ahead big time at the half. They were up 11. So it seemed like they were probably going to win this game. But you know how the Wolves are. You're ahead at the half by 11? Well, we'll get outscored by 7 and make it a close game going into the fourth. You know, makes sense. But they scored the same amount of points as the Bulls did in the fourth quarter. So if you know how to do math, the Wolves won by 4. So how did it happen? Well... Carl Anthony Towns, 27 points, 12 rebounds, 3 of 7 from 3. Anthony Edwards with 15 points. Ricky Rubio with 17. Nas Reed with 18. And then D'Angelo Russell had 27. And in the game before that, he had 26. So he's starting to feel himself. Could you imagine if Malik Beasley was still healthy right now? I would imagine that we'd be winning games. The next batter of the inning was Luis Arias, and he just got walked, so that brings up Williams Astudio, a.k.a. La Tortuga, to the plate, and he's an exciting player to watch. He's got some power. I mean, like, he's stubby, so he literally possesses all of the power of essentially a tree trunk, just compact, and he just blooped one out to the outfield. That drops for a hit. That's exciting. Two runners on. Twins are actually putting something together here. Bottom of the eighth, you have Arias on second. You have Williams Astudio on first. And that brings Andrelton Simmons to the plate. So we will see how that at-bat fares. First pitch over the plate for a ball. Interesting. Good eye, though. And then there's the second pitch. That is also a ball, so that's a 2-0 count. And he's not the type of guy who's going to swing for the fences here. He doesn't have that power. I honestly don't even know if he'll hit a home run this entire season. I mean, I'm sure he will, I mean, because the wind will blow it out or something. But he's the type of guy who hits bloopers into the outfield. And you know what? Who honestly cares? Because it's a hit, you know? Also, the Red Sox are meeting at the mound right now, and right-handed pitcher Matt Burns is warming in the bullpen so we might be seeing Burnsy come out onto the mound here and apparently that mound meeting paid off because Simmons just popped up for the second out of the inning and that should bring our guy Jake Cave to the plate and if Cave finds a way on then Buxton is up so that's exciting but honestly you got to get something here because they're either going to go to Burns now or they're going to go to him for the ninth And uh, first pitch in that at-bat for Jake Cave, he lines it up the middle into the shift, and they step on the bag for the third out. So that's boring. That's not cool, but Byron Buxton will bat first in the bottom of the ninth. That's exciting. Hopefully they get something going. But no Nelson Cruz in the lineup today. Maybe they will pinch hit him. Not sure, but that would be fun. Hopefully they can get a win here. So where was I? Timberwolves? Yeah, I mean, I guess they're going to win some games. It's just what's going to happen. I mean, they actually got outshot by Chicago. The Wolves shot way better than they usually do from three, 44%. And they didn't miss a single free throw, and they shot 25 of them. So that's probably the main reason why they won. 14 turnovers, 27 assists. This is a pretty even game as far as percentages go, and... Timberwolves get a nice little win as an outlier, and they're actually playing right now, in case you were wondering, and they're getting absolutely housed at the half right now by Brooklyn, which they should be. It's 73-52. to 52. Who's performing here? Anthony Edwards with 16 points, 
D'Angelo Russell with 15. Carl Anthony Towns not playing. I did not know that. Okay. I guess that makes sense then. Look at the Nets then. Joe Harris has 18. KD has 14. Landry Shamet with 11. James Harden's not playing, and neither is Kyrie. This would be such a boring game, honestly. Wow. And the Wolves are just going to get absolutely smacked. Stay tuned. I'll keep you up to date on this one, but not a whole lot going on. And obviously they're playing at a really weird time, but maybe Cat and Harden and Kyrie just felt like they didn't want to play or something, which I totally get. The Twins are bringing Jorge Alcala to the mound for the top of the ninth here, and he's actually decent. Um, Last year when he came in, he didn't do a whole lot, but they've been using him in some decently high-pressure situations, and he's got some live stuff. He throws about 97, and I think he's got a decent breaking ball, but hopefully he can just hold them and not give up any runs because two runs is a decent amount to have to come back from, and one run, you know, you can do that, but... Jorge Alcala throwing to Xander Bogarts right now. Got to get this guy out. Getting the first out is huge. It's time to take a break in the action to recognize another sponsor, and that is Skydive Twin Cities. On any given day, you can go there and jump out of an airplane. Do I need to say anything more? Granted, the weather's pretty bad. You might want to go on a nicer day, but you can still jump out of an airplane on any given day. They are open pretty much every day of the week check them out on facebook book your skydive awesome experience you can get photography and videography done say less do it just do it there is a ground ball to luis harayas and he gets him out at first sander bogart's grounds out and there's the first out for jorge alcala hopefully he can get this done he now faces rafael devers who's also a pretty tough out That would be huge to get him. But hey, if a guy's on first, think optimistically. Get a double play. And that opportunity is gone because he just gave up a homer. Um, Sweet. It's 4-2. Yeah, I was just pumping his tires a little bit, saying he's not bad. And then, you know what? Whatever. Twins. Should I just segue into Minnesota Nice? Because... I think I can. I think this is a great opportunity to. Well, let's think about it. Twins, blowing games. That's part of the show. Saying, hey, you guys made the trek all the way from Boston. It's cold out. We don't want to make you guys play in this weather, but we have to. That's why we scheduled the doubleheader. We canceled yesterday's game. Yeah, we haven't been very good hosts. So here, have this one. Yeah, take it. Seriously, we don't want it. Mariners, you guys can have one too because you traveled from Seattle. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy your stay. We want you to come back. We're all about being nice, making friends. Minnesota nice. Yep, twins blowing games, wild choking games. Haven't even got to that yet. But one of the games that the Wild played over the weekend, which was Saturday, they were ahead 2-1 to one, and they gave up a goal with like a minute to go because St. Louis pulled their goalie. You know what? I get it. You pull your goalie, then you have a pretty good chance of scoring, but then you have no defense to stop a puck from going in your own net. I get the trade-off, and for them it worked out. But not only did they choke that away, then they played the first period of overtime and gave up a goal with two seconds to go on the clock. 
they said, hey, you guys fought really hard to win this game. We're going to reward you. Minnesota nice. Just very frustrating. I just I don't get it. And then, since we're talking hockey, Frozen 4, Cato, Duluth, St. Cloud, and UMass. Well, Cato said, hey, we don't want it. Duluth said, hey, we don't want it either. Minnesota nice. St. Cloud said, hey, we'll play in the championship game, yeah. But we also don't want it. No, we don't. We don't even want to score a goal. We're going to give you five goals and then make sure that UMass gets a championship. Yeah, no, that's just Minnesota for you. Minnesota nice. Jeez. Okay, so Twins are going into the bottom of the ninth. That's Buxton to lead off. They're down two runs now. And I had said two runs is harder to beat a team. They gave up a run. Oh, boy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, while we're waiting, let's talk Minnesota Wild. And I already mentioned the game from Saturday. What happened on Thursday night? Well, they gave up a lot of goals. I can tell you that much. The Wild gave up four goals in the first period. And then at that point, that was enough for St. Louis to win. The Wild manufactured one goal off of... 25 shots on goal, 0 for 2 on the power play. St. Louis was 1 for 2, that's 50%. They had 38 shots on goal. Our save percentage was just garbage. You don't even know how many goals we gave up yet. Well, we gave up three more in the second and then two more in the third. Nice little cherry on top for the series against St. Louis. That was great. Lose the game 9-1. to the measly goal that the Wild scored was by Zach Parise. It wasn't even dollar dollar bill night. So yeah, the Wild got absolutely housed in that game, and then they blew the game on Saturday night. The Wild, not necessarily playing great hockey when they need to start playing great hockey. Because of those nice little stunts they pulled, they find themselves 11 points back of Colorado and 7 points back of Vegas really digging themselves in holes right now it's not great so they need to make some moves right now they're in shape to make the playoffs they'd make the playoffs if the playoffs started today but we're not just trying to make the playoffs we're trying to get a decent seed so we don't just get bounced right away if they play at the x there's a way higher opportunity that they could win some games and i'm being way too optimistic right now while being incredibly pessimistic all because of the twins it's just great You know what? At least the Wolves respect my opinion and what I want. They don't want to win games. They shouldn't want to win games. Do you want to know what the standings are for the Wolves? They're not great. They're pretty terrible. They are currently still in last place. The only problem is that the Rockets have crept their way down and tied us for last place at 14 and 40. So that's exciting. And you know what else is exciting is that Byron Buxton just struck out on a curveball in the dirt. It's like literally everything I say, just the opposite happens. Buxton's playing well, stops playing well. Jorge Alcala, decent pitcher, gives up a homer. Me saying that a one-run game is more easily attainable than a two-run game, yep, turns into a two-run game. What else do I need to say for things to happen? I just don't get it. 
So Max Kepler is up to the plate now. It's a 2-1 count. Matt Barnes is pitching. He's good. There's a reason why he's in the game right now. And we'll see what happens. Here is the pitch. And that was filthy. Inside cutter into the hands of Kepler and whiffed hard on it. So that's a 2-2 count. And then Barnes came back and tried to throw the exact same pitch. At least he didn't bite for it that time. So it's a full count. This is important. Got to get a guy on. And he fights it into left field and it's caught. So there's two outs here. And the Twins definitely might lose this game. And that would make them 5-5. Five and five, And I don't want to see that. So with that second out, that brings Mitch Garver to the plate. And he's 0 for 3 today. Only time he was on was in his first at bat, he had a walk. There's a first pitch fouled back. So first pitch strike for Barnes. He's making quick work of this otherwise pretty good Twins lineup. You can tell I'm very enthusiastic. I'm excited. This is great. Twins losing games because they're blowing it late. Great. Honestly, I can't think of any games this year where the starting pitcher didn't look good early. Not to say that his entire outing as a whole was good, but the first three, four innings, five even, most of these games the pitchers have looked really good, and then the Twins blow the game. And Garver flew out to left field. That ends the game. Twins lose. That's fun. Just kidding. I hate that. Five and five. That's garbage. Two games tomorrow, both seven-inning games. Hopefully they can get both wins. Wolves are in action right now, 83-60. to 60. Not looking good. Well, it's, it's looking good in a weird way. We don't want them to win. And they're back in action tomorrow against Milwaukee. And then the Wild are back in action tomorrow night as well. They play the Arizona Coyotes in what I must declare as a must win i mean every team in minnesota sports is just getting destroyed what's new i guess nothing but you know my health depends on it my sanity depends on it and maybe it shouldn't but it does that's gonna do it for the show today sorry if you guys get a little bit bummed out from all of the enthusiasm or lack thereof of my voice but you stuck with me this far you're a true friend Hope you guys have a great rest of the week as well as hopefully the weather gets better. Maybe I just feel bad because of the weather. I don't know. We'll catch you guys in the next episode.